Hello lovely TCKs. I want to talk today with you about languages. Those we have loved, those we have lost, those that we strive to continue to maintain as part of our ongoing identity presentation. Those that we have to maintain if we want to maintain the relationships closest to us. Language is that first significant power we gain to make an impact um, on the world around us, to really shape that impact. Sure, babies cry and yell and scream, and that has a definite impact, but they're not as in control of the response they're going to get as when we have words. When we have words, we can ask for what we need. We can correct attempts to help us. We can be really specific about what we're upset about. We can really be funny. We can engage in word play. Language is our really significant portal to human relationships. And language, as we know, conceals within it so many subtleties of culture. I remember a story that my mother tells of when I was young and I was still fluent in Hausa, um, a West African language from the Hausa tribe. And she also was pretty fluent, but I was fluent as a young child. It was, in fact, my first language, and she was speaking to me in Hausa as she gave me a wash, and she accidentally knocked my leg and apologised. And she, the way she tells the story is that I went quite quiet for a moment and then piped up, we wouldn't say sorry that way mummy we would say oh I hit your leg and she tells that story as a way of illustrating the comparative depth of understanding I had not only around the language and vocabulary of Hausa at that time but of how that cultural how that interaction would have hit, would have played out on a culturally attuned level for many Hausa people, an apology is kind of a bit not really what's done. What's done is an acknowledgement of hurt caused. Oh, I hit your leg. I'm owning that. I did that. Um, sometimes it would be a little bit even more subtle. Oh, the vase dropped. Not I dropped the vase, just an acknowledgement of what has happened. The vase dropped. And as a child, I... Firstly, I identified very much with the we on that, my little white childness, completely misunderstanding um, my relationship to Hausa. But the way I used language was different. And hearing it used out of cultural context obviously grated a little bit, even in my young mind. We know when the words are correct, but the context jars somehow. We know when we are managing to communicate, but we're not managing to communicate 
fluently. We know when our joke just hasn't translated. These have real social consequences for us and they can feel so uncomfortable. And for many of us as TCKs, we have walked our way through childhood and into adulthood through different cultural contexts and different language contexts. I've lost my Hausa. I lost that at the age of five and that is still a deep wound for me. I lost it because at five I came to England and went to a local primary school and realised I was actually English and my English language skills were really under par. I needed to improve those and that's where my focus went and I never picked Hausa up again. That wasn't just a loss of skill, that was an identity decision I felt I had to make at that young age. And that had serious consequences in the relationships I could make when I returned to Niger, in the relationships I already had and could no longer really maintain or deepen with the people who worked for our family, with the people who'd cared for me as a baby. I couldn't talk to them anymore and they couldn't talk to me in a language I could understand. I'm sure I'm not the only one with these experiences. Losing languages loses people. And for some of us, we never quite feel confident in our level of fluency, even with our national languages. Perhaps you maintained local fluency, or perhaps you were attending an international school with a majority language that wasn't your national language or the language spoken at home. Perhaps the language of your parents never fully developed with the skills of reading and writing that meant that when it came to choosing universities you were funneled into linguistic choices that did not align with your national identity. How many Koreans or French or Indians are following an English education pathway because that was where their early education was formed. And as fluent as they might be in their national tongue, it's at a different level in terms of their reading and writing skills. Because speaking a language at home is not the same thing as writing essays in it. We know this. These aren't necessarily terrible consequences, but they are consequences. And a lot of us as TCKs haven't really had space or time to mourn them as losses. To think about those consequences and how we feel about them. Languages loved and languages lost. It can be a real source of shame for TCKs. Many TCKs that I speak to, that I work with, when they feel lacking in fluency in the language that their family uses. It can make family reunions really difficult, really alienating. To feel corrected in your own tongue is a difficult, difficult one. 
But similarly, we might not feel fluent entirely in the tongue we're being educated in. So we're caught in this kind of no man's land. Not fluent enough, enough in either, not fully belonging in either world. It's one thing to feel like we've lost a mother tongue. It's another thing to feel like we never fully grasped our mother tongues. <clears throat> Is this your situation? Have you been here? And what about those of us as TCKs who never grasped or felt fluent in the local language of the countries that hosted us in our childhoods? How many of us have had those difficult conversations where somebody has said, oh, you lived in China, speak Chinese. And firstly, you're thinking, um, that's not a thing. Um, but also, um, I can't. What do we do then? I know for me, in my primary school in England was full of requests that I prove that I lived in Africa by speaking African. I mean, where do you start? But actually, the real pain was that I, I had lost Hausa. I couldn't speak my African language. And therefore, I couldn't prove my identity to the satisfaction of my peers. How many of you have had this experience? Where lack of linguistic prowess somehow denies our story. How could we have been there and not known the language? I mean, it's easily done. For a start, a lot of us were educated in a different language to the local language. Our days and our nights were spent studying and socialising in another language than the local one. The focus and time and energy was not spent on communicating directly with the local population at a depth that would lead to any fluency. And that has consequences for our story. That has consequences for our comfort level in claiming attunement with the cultures associated with that country. There can be so much shame when we somehow fail to acquire the linguistic skills that other people assume we should have, especially because so much of the TCK identity is orientated around these linguistic signifiers. You know you're a TCK when you're fluent in three plus languages. You know you're a TCK when you mix words from different languages in the same sentence. You know you're a TCK when you dream in another language, etc, etc. Well, what if you're a TCK who doesn't? I see the shame and the damage every day from these kinds of assumptions. And I think maybe I could go as far as to say expectations. We can often expect our TCK young people to absorb languages 
without really being intentional around how we want that to work for them and what they want from that. Do we offer local language modules in our international schools? Do we offer enough free social space for them to engage with peer relationships beyond volunteering, beyond humanitarian work, actual relationships? Do we do that for our TCKs? And if we don't, where do we think they're going to get the language from? If you are a TCK that speaks multiple languages, brilliant. How do you feel about TCKs who don't? How does that work? Do we create some kind of hierarchy of what a successful TCK looks like? Do we shame one another? Being a TCK is about a shared experience, but not of the outcomes of our experiences. Just the experience, the experience of moving between countries or to multiple countries because of the nature of our parents' work. The experience of moving abroad or growing up abroad for a significant period of our childhood years. Now, what is significant to one person is different to another. And what those moving intercultural experiences, what those, the impacts of those are going to be on us are going to be different and mediated by innumerable variables like nationality and family dynamic and sending organisation and age of first move and number of moves and educational experiences and sibling combinations. Was there an emergency evacuation? Did you feel safe? Was there abuse? Was there trauma? Was there war? Our experiences from one another are different. When we walk away as individuals, The TCK part of our story is our origin story, if you like. But it doesn't tell us how that played out for us. However you interact with language, you're not doing it wrong. You're doing it how you're doing it because your story is your story. There's no standard here to fail. There's no set of expectations around language and fluency that you have to adhere to. If you need to use an online dictionary or online translating tools to be able to write to your extended family, great, you have found a wonderful resource. And if you need to mourn that you need to use that, fine. But if you want to release your guilt from needing to use that, also fine. We need space, real space to just be allowed to feel what we feel about our realities without layers of guilt and shame. If you 
delight in your fluency in multiple languages, brilliant. Use those to connect with people. Marvellous. If you want to reconnect to childhood languages you've lost, there are courses, there are textbooks, there's online radio, there are ways of accessing language. And you can still mourn that you lost it. If you aren't remotely interested in languages, that's fine too. Yes, you can be a TCK of one language and no interest in any others. That is allowed because you are allowed to be as you are. But languages are a complicated sphere for many of us. And they're just made more so when we carry expectations of ourselves around language. I hope these thoughts have been useful. And if you've got any queries or questions or challenges to make towards them, I'd love to hear from you. you can go ahead and email me at rachelkason at explorelifestory.com um, or you can go to my website, explorelifestory.com and um, use the contact form there. That'll get to me as well. Let's tell our language stories to ourselves, to other people, without shame. Because you're marvellous and you always have been. Thanks for listening. Bye.